in a global industry where anything can happen, where mistakes can cost far more than dollars. One oil and gas sales expert, one HSE professional, and the greatest PPE provider on the planet must come together. Two men, one brand, one mission. Red Wings Oil and Gas HSE podcast with Mark LaCour and Patrick Pister starts now. Hey, this is Mark LaCour, and this show is for everybody who has an interest in HSE in the oil and gas industry. Brought to you by Red Wing, the leaders in PPE, ensuring your people go home safe every day. Joining me today is my thankful co host, Patrick Pister. Hey, Mark, how you doing today? Uh, it's the day before Thanksgiving. I'm on my second glass of wine. I got most of the food prep for tomorrow. The weather's gorgeous here in Houston, so life is good, Patrick. How are you? Yeah, this is an interesting show. Mark's still back in Houston. I'm over here in Kerrville. We've got a special guest to talk about some Thanksgiving safety, but uh, it's definitely a different different format than we normally go at. Yeah, and before we get deeper in this, real quick, if you like the show, and I just got a note from somebody today, Patrick, that works for Roland Industries. He's a big fan of our HSE podcast. The best way you can help us support the show is leave us a review. Take the three minutes, go to iTunes, leave us a review. You can do it from your cell phone. It is one of the best ways to support the show. So let's roll into it, Patrick. Uh, who's your guest, or our guest? Yeah, we've got uh, actually my brother-in-law, Jeff Neal. He's a firefighter out here in uh, in Kerrville. Jeff, how you doing today? I'm doing great. I don't know if I Thanks should be more... Thanks for me, Patrick. I don't know if I should be more thankful that he's your brother-in-law or that he's a member of the <laughs> firefighting team up there. Yeah, he works hard out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so we're going to actually roll into some Thanksgiving safety tips. And uh, I think, Jeff, since you're in the fire department, and Patrick, since you've spend a lot of time, you know, drilling for fire hazards, that sort of stuff. I'm kind of let y'all get into, you know, some of the common things that people need to look out for Thanksgiving as far as fire hazards. Yeah. Well, back in my previous life, I have, I had my advanced Marine firefighting certificate, but, uh, I haven't actually had to use it other than, you know, general stations and, and standing by, but, uh, Je- you know, Jeff lives it every day. So, I mean, the biggest thing that people talk about around Thanksgiving is kitchen fires, house fires, and it's usually related to somebody overfilling a a deep fryer and spilling hot oil out and setting their garage on fire. I guess, wh- what kind of stuff do you see on Thanksgiving and, and what do people need to be worried about or, or mindful of? For the most part, it, the overfilling is is a big proponent, but it's also people don't thoroughly thaw out their turkeys. There's, they're either wet, they rinse them off and they don't dry them, or there's still some ice. And so when they put it in the oil, the oil and water will mix and then it'll flare up spill over and then that's where you get your house fires from kitchen fires most people need to be told that you know taught to if you're going to fry turkey do it outside not under your garage (laughs) away in the open not close to trees or anything and to not overfill your your pot make sure you do the right amount of of oil and make sure that your turkey is thawed completely and dried and patted down Actually, have a fire extinguisher on standby instead, have a, of, instead have of a garden a, hose. Yes, have a grease-rated <laughs> fire extinguisher, not a garden hose. Garden hose will make it worse. <laughs> yeah, so Jeff, that's a good point. You never want to douse a grease fire with water, do you? No, sir, you don't. Yeah, because it'll just spread the grease. And also, people up north where it's rain or snow, you never want to fry your turkey outside in the rain or snow because you'll have the same problem. Yeah. And yeah, that's something I didn't think about, the, the weather conditions of when you're frying. So you actually do it outside, but you, you go into a hazardous situation because you actually have water coming down on you. Correct. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, and having that right. Um, but the 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 frozen turkey is something that I you know, had experience with because our mutual mother in law likes to sabotage my fried turkeys. She because she thinks hers is better. So she bought it one year, and my fry, my turkey wasn't thawed yet. And I mean, you kind of get it to where you think it's good enough, but yeah, actually wait until it's. Uh, <laughs> there's actually no ice crystals in it. Yes, make sure it's it's <laughs> thoroughly flawed or thawed. And also an, another thing is people use too big of a turkey, and that's a, another cause for your grease overspilling. They recommend using eight to ten pound turkeys when you fry a turkey. That's a good point. Is that I mean there is a limit, you know, high water mark on the for the oil, but it it doesn't really tell you what kind of a turkey does it. I mean, no, and pots are all different sizes. They make great big pots that can hold bigger turkeys but for the most for the most they say a good average is 8 to 10 pound turkey the one you're going to get at academy is probably about that size then. yes yeah and uh, jeff you touched something about the proper fire extinguisher fire extinguishers are rated and i can't remember which one is rated for oil and grease it's not an a i know that yeah it's not an a <laughs> yeah it's i believe it's a k if you give me a second i'll look that up exactly but i think it's a, a k rated fire extinguisher yeah, and then the other thing is how to use it properly. You don't actually want to put the fire extinguisher on the flames. You want to put it at the base of the flames. Correct. Yeah, and and and, it, and, and I would say most most fire most fire departments have usually have some type of training once or twice a year for the public just to show them how to properly use a fire extinguisher. It's well worth your time to go and learn how to do it right from the, the pros out there. Yes, sir. We our fire department we we do some live burns every few years and we have some extinguisher classes we teach our, our general public how to use each each type of fire extinguisher yeah, and that, that's a good point mark because we were just uh, i was talking with somebody about the you know mass shootings and, and carrying gun for personal defense and i said if you're going to carry a gun you should also have some kind of basic first aid because once the shooting's over you need to be able to respond and i had mentioned that fire departments typically have basic first aid, firefighting classes on a you know weekly, daily basis. There, there's something going on in your local fire department. Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong, that y'all try and do active community involvement to train the general public. Yes, for the most part. And, and our, our biggest time of the year is during the fire prevention week. That's always in October. We do a lot of smoke detector installs, go to, to most of the schools here in our community and, and teach kids, you know, what to do, what not to do. And hopefully that gets relayed back to the parents. And for the most part, you know, a lot of the public, they don't remember because they were taught back when they were in fourth grade and now they've forgotten what to do themselves. So we, we like to use the kids to go back and relay all that information back to their parents, give a good memory refresher there. Yeah, and I think Patrick, that's something good. Give us, a, I guess, a step by step of you've got a, let's say, a fire in your kitchen you're cooking Thanksgiving meal. I mean, what are the what are the first three things you need to do? Is it fight the fire? Is it call nine one one? Is it get the family out of the house? Basically, in that order, if you do have a fire extinguisher that's rated for what's on fire, you know you can try and knock it down yourself real quick. If you feel like you can't get it, you need to get everyone out. The first thing you need to do is get everyone out. If you do leave a cell phone, don't worry about your cell phone. You can go to your neighbor's house and then call nine one one. We always teach our kids to once you're out you stay out don't go back in for any reason kitchen fires are pretty dangerous because a lot of people like we've said they get mixed up and they pour water on grease and it makes it worse and they don't have the proper equipment to put it out so they just make everything worse i know if it's like me cooking and you probably have the oil or crisco or whatever it is still right next to the stove to you <laughs> yes correct and then it splashes and it gets on your cabinets or it gets on your countertops and then it gets it gets worse. And also, burns are 
are a big part of the injuries around Thanksgiving. People think it's mostly fires, but it's also burns, boiling water, people not paying attention, spilling stuff. Burns are, those injuries are just as bad as as catching on fire due to boiling water. We always like to tell our kids to stay three feet away from, from any cooking that's going on in the kitchen. Most kids can't tell you what three feet is, but we, we try and teach them spread your arms out, you know, as far as you can, like you're making wings, and that's about three feet. And that's how we try to explain it to the kids to stay away. We know they like to get in there and help, and parents enjoy it, but kids don't need to be involved in cooking. All it is is just an accident waiting to happen that's extremely preventable. Yeah, Patrick, you know, and identifying that if you are cooking outside with a deep fire, that that, that is a new, because it's something the kids are running around. They're not, they may be cognizant in the kitchen but when they get outside they're just they're just going wild so yeah and you never want to leave your outdoor cooking unattended especially if you're frying a turkey all it takes is a couple of splashes here and there and you never know what might happen we always like to tell our community that if they are cooking with gas to make sure that their heating element is their propane is at least two feet away you know there's make sure that it's the the whole length of the gas line away from from the fryer yeah, you know, Patrick, speaking of, of turkeys and stuff, there's other things besides fires people need to be aware of. You know, food poison is, is, is a big threat as well. And there's some stuff around that. You know, make sure that you buy your turkeys fresh. Make sure you defrost them the proper way. Make sure you cook them immediately after thawing. Use a thermometer. Don't use best guess judgment. And make sure you keep everything clean. Food poison is is no fun. Take it from somebody that's had it several times. The other thing, Patrick, is also this is the busiest traveling time of the year. And there's a lot of uh, tips that people need to understand around traveling to make sure they travel safely. Just don't drive on Wednesday or <laughs> Sunday after Thanksgiving. That's my biggest advice. I-10 is terrible that Sunday after. <laughs> and, and the other thing is always plan ahead. Know where you're going. Make sure you have a map, even if you have a GPS. Think about your house, right? Don't post on social media that you could be gone for two weeks. You know, that, that's just inviting somebody to come over and rob you. Make sure you let your neighbors know where you could be. If you could be gone for a while, give them keys to your mailbox so they can pick up your mail. You know, you may want to stick a light on a timer so it looks like somebody's home or people can't tell somebody's home. Because what happens is the bad guys always take the pass of lethal resistance. So if they think you might be home, they're not going to mess with you. And another thing, Patrick, I mean, you and I both have children, is you need to have some safety around your, your kids and your pets. Actually, you and I both have pets as well. You know, Jeff was talking about making sure your yeah, kids and, stay and, three feet away. That's a great tip. And I, I like what he said. that you, you know, They may not know what three feet is, but stretch your arms out. If you can touch anything in the kitchen, then don't, you know, back up a little bit. So, yeah, having, being able to relate to them, because I think as adults, we do it a lot. We give them instructions, but it's instructions that another adult understands, not something that the kid has, has real awareness of. So I think that's a good, good piece of advice. Yeah, the other thing is there tends to be a lot of cooking, so there's a lot of cutting uh, going on, food processors, whatever. Just watch your children around. Anything is sharp, anything can be dangerous. Um, something as simple as a can opener, if it's handled the wrong way, can, can slit a finger. The other thing is, and we talked about this earlier, never leave a child unattended if there's something hot around there. You know, you just don't want to take a chance of a small child getting burnt. And then, you know, Patrick, we have pets, you and I both. So, you know, just be careful with your pets. It's don't give turkey bones to, to your pets, to your dogs, because like other bird bones, they'll splinter, which means that the dog will swallow it, but then it can pierce their internal organs. Be real careful that your cats and your dogs stay away from things that aren't healthy for them. So in dogs case, chocolate and onions and cats case, things like 
uh, wine and simple sugars, right? So the other thing you could do is if you have guests over and you give treats to your animals, give the treats before your guests arrive. That way they have, they're full. They're not so excited when people show up. So you don't have some type of accidental misjudgment between a person trying to grab a turkey bone and your dog who's have been eyeing that turkey leg for the last hour and a half. Yeah. And I would also say, you know, know where you're going with your pets. If, if you're traveling with your pets and you're coming from the city, going to somewhere like Kerrville or Canyon Lake, where, you know, we bring our pets out to our cats are not, they're not country cats. We let them out, but we make sure they, they come in at night because they, animals have a tendency to disappear in the whole country if, if they're not used to the area. So don't, don't expect your, your house animal to be able to function out in the country or if you're wherever you're going to your your friend's family house has pets if they're going to get along so and and keeping kids safe around strange animals too and you touched on something too about the the cleanliness when you're handling food turkeys are so big i feel like i'm always washing my hands trying not to cross contaminate because you know, you're you're brining you're injecting you're moving them from one place to the other so you know clean after you put it somewhere just be aware of what you're doing at all times whether it's with knives or turkeys or oil or anything just you know, don't let yourself get lulled into a false sense of security just because it's a holiday. Right. And then one of the things that I like to make sure people are aware of, you know, this is a time to be with family. This is a time to have fun and to give thanks. You know, this holiday was started by our founding fathers, actually a little bit after our founding fathers, around being thankful for what we have as Americans. And part of that is enjoyment for a lot of people is alcohol. Just remember that you start losing your ability to make really good decisions after you've had a glass or two. So make those decisions up front. Don't put anything off till later after you've had a glass of wine or a couple of beers because you won't make the right decisions. Same way as if you're in a large group of people. You really should make sure you have a designated driver, even during the holidays. It's just not worth anybody getting hurt because you had one or two too many and you get behind the wheel. This is the time of year for enjoyment and for people to have fun. And if you just kind of think about that stuff ahead of time and make plans, you're fine. You're totally fine. Everybody can have a good time. Yeah. And I, I want to remind our audience, we are, we are a global community and all this is a, you know, a US, U.S. based holiday. I think the Canadians had their Thanksgiving over a month ago, so we're a little late to the punch. But uh, yeah, just any any holiday, any anything you're celebrating, you know, keep these tips in mind. Yeah, and so Patrick's, it's probably time. Are we gonna do a Red Wing tip of the week? I'll go back to Fire Prevention Month back in October. Everyone needs to check their smoke detectors. Oh, that's a good one. That's probably the the, the biggest safety tip that a fireman can tell the general public is smoke detectors and have a place to go when you get out. Yep, I love that because, uh, you know, make sure your equipment's working properly, test them, make sure the battery's at place, and then have a, a muster route, right? I do this with my family. We, we have a planned route. We actually practice it. Like 12-year-old son hates it. But this way, if something happens, we all know where we can meet, and I, and I can immediately tell if we're all there or not. It's a great, great tip of the week. And then uh, Patrick— yeah, my, my wife tells a story about the, the fire, the, the smoke detectors. We were in, a, in, a, in an apartment we were renting, and the smoke detector, probably 2 in the morning, started chirping because the battery was dead. We did, I couldn't find another 9-volt, so— I grabbed it. I was tired. I just shoved it under the couch. I went back to bed. She asked what I did with it. I said, I shoved it under the couch cushion. If that doesn't work, I was going to put it in the freezer, but I had to make it stop. <laughs> yeah. See, Patrick, that works. But you know what we do is actually have a uh, date in my calendar because the batteries and the smoke alarms last at least for a year. And so I have just have a date. It's actually the first week of January. And I just go change all the batteries ahead of time. So I never get that aggravating chirping thing. It is aggravating. And the modern smoke alarms... Yep. When one goes off, the rest listen, and they chime off too. So then they're all chiming off in the house. A good thing is if the public goes buys detectors, they're coming out with new detectors that have a 10-year battery pack in them. 
You don't have to worry about changing the battery. Just 10 years, write the date down, and once it starts chirping, then you just go, you throw it away and go buy a new one. That's cool. 10 years. I, could, I, I would buy those in a heartbeat right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so great Red Wing tip of the week. And we have a bag winner. This is the Red Wing Offshore Bag. Uh, Jeremy Tom, field engineer with Lane. How would you pronounce that, Patrick? Lane Valente Industries? Valente. Valente. Lane Valente. Yeah. So congratulations, Jeremy. You have won this awesome Red Wing Offshore Bag. If you would like to be like Jeremy and win your own bag, it's really simple. No purchase necessary. See official site for rules and details. You go to redwingshoes.com forward slash podcast. That's redwingshoes.com forward slash podcast. Put your information there. and We give away one bag a week. And then... If you like our show, do us a favor. If you listen, you're part of our community. Help us grow your community. Share the show. Share the shows with your friends, your coworkers, your neighbors, your family, anybody that have an interest in this. This just helps grow your community, which then helps us make sure we keep putting out the good, high-quality content that Patrick and I are so proud to do. And then hats off to our, our new professional audio editor team member, uh, Emin and David Studios. He's the reason all this stuff sounds so good. If you'd like to have your podcast edited by Emin, reach out to him at David Studio. We'll put a link in the show notes. He's given our listeners a discount. All you have to do is put OGG in at the beginning of the message and he'll take care of you. And then if you like the show, we have other shows. Uh, we have Oil and Gas This Week and Oil and Gas Industry Leaders. We have actually three more that's going to come out maybe by January of 2018. Definitely one of them will. That and other stuff. Stuff will be out there on our sister LinkedIn group, which is All and Gas Global Network. So just go to LinkedIn, OGG, and go join our group. It's the companion to all the shows. It's where you'll find about everything second. If you want to find out what we're doing first, go to allgashsne.com. Give us your email address and the people that give us sign up for that list. We promise never to spam you, but that's where we would make announcements first. And then our on-the-road sponsors, hats off to Total Land, world's most advanced field land management system, and Lee Heck Harrison, global experts in talent management. Without them, our travels would not be possible. For 2018, we're doing something different. We're not actually having on-the-road sponsors. We're actually having individual event sponsors, which are much more targeted and much less expensive. We have, I think, about 45 events, Patrick, lined up for 2018 that we're going to. If you have an interest in bringing your company along with us and getting in front of all of these people at these conferences and all of our podcast audiences for actually a very fair price, reach out to me and I'll be happy to share details with you. And then if you'd like Patrick and I to come talk to your gun club, your school, your sales and marketing meeting, whatever, or reach out to us. We'll show those details as well. Patrick, is there anything else you want to do? No, just a happy Thanksgiving from the whole uh, oil and gas HSC family. Yeah, so everybody enjoy your Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll be back here next week. Uh, just remember, folks, don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great. Y'all be safe out there. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Red Wings Oil and Gas HSC Podcast, a production of the Global Oil and Gas Network. Learn more from Mark LaCour at modalpoint.com. Connect with Patrick Pister at leanoilfield.com. From Houston to London to Dubai.